Thanks for tuning in to How's Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Nick Gunning, and today I'm joined by Malika Costa. Malik, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. I want to know how many Bruce Lee movies you've watched since that last episode. Just on a constant repeat, anything uh, new? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I probably uh, <laughs> re- redid about all his whole collection. Okay, okay. And I actually picked up a new magazine. Oh really? Yeah, they had a special edition, and uh, you can't resist. You can't resist those commemorative mix. Of course, as soon as I seen it, I already knew. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they got you. They saw you coming. Well, that's fun. Hey, did you ever watch uh, Shang Chi? Last time we were talking, you hadn't seen it. And what? How did how did hold up? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good. What did you think of the fight scenes? Um, I wasn't overly impressed yeah but i you know I, I thought it was some pretty good pretty good fighting the scene on the bus always stands out to me yeah that was that's a, a scene. that's a pretty cool one yeah that definitely was a good scene i love like scenes when they fighting in a small space like that yeah you know he was they, like really athletic so. yeah definitely i thought they made good use of that oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. lots of lots of fun marvel content in uh 2021 yes if nothing else we got a lot of marvel yes in, in last yes. year oh yeah I, I, i've been marvel overload yep yeah. i agree i agree <laughs> Well, hey, February is Black History Month, so we're going to be talking about John Lewis's graphic novel series, uh, a little bit about March and the new one, Run, that just came out, so we're going to be getting into that a little bit later. But first, let's open up our books and see where our bookmarks are. Malik, what have you been reading? I'm looking at my crystal ball and predicting nonfiction. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Mostly, I just kind of been reading the March series. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the three books, and then I did dive over into this book by Rick Ross. It was called "A Perfect Time to Boss Up." I okay. Think it was called. Okay. Yeah, and it was basically just about adjusting to the pandemic and and being well, entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. It was it was really informative though. Mm-hmm. I, li- I liked it. Yeah. Have you found this to be a good time to do that sort of thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm okay. personally, you know, I I started my little cleaning business, so yeah, yeah it's been it's been a good time to, you know, kind of innovate and, mm-hmm. and get out there. Yeah. yeah. What a what a weird. I don't know. Just, I guess I can't say it enough. What a weird time we've had these right. last couple of years. But it's, it's kind of a make or break though. You know, I, I think it's. Is a good time where a lot of people uh, just kind of really had to think about, you yeah. know, what am I doing? Right. You know, so, and, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to be innovative and yeah. try to find ways to, That's true. you know, adjust. Well, and we're, I mean, we find that even here at the library. We're constantly being like, well, this doesn't work anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, people yeah. aren't interested in that. Or how do we get people to, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a big challenge yeah. just across the board. Yeah, but we adjusted pretty good, you know. That's I think I mean. so. A lot of things yeah. that we, you know we wasn't trying before. We you that's know, true. We try now and and they working out. So yeah, these uh, subscription boxes. So we've, the library's been doing these subscription boxes where people can sign up uh, at the first of the month and get a, a kind of a tailor made box of you know movies, books, whatever they want, and then it refreshes every month. And this has been our first month of doing it, and we had a lot of signups yes, right away. Yes, we did. Which yeah. you know that's something we probably wouldn't have tried, right. you know, if, in 2019 thinking so. Right. You know, oh yeah, anything we can do to, you know, the book reviews, meet the moment, uh, on, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff was received for so, sure, for sure, you know, being really good. Uh, boy, I've read some some good things, some weird things. I've been reading for the longest time uh, this book called Carnival of Snackery. 
And it's a series of essays by David Sedaris. He's one of my favorites. I discovered him at the first library I worked at like decades ago at this point. And it's just, they're just funny. They're insightful. They, they crack me up. So this is a collection of his diaries from, I think, like 2003 to 2020. So it just covered a broad range of things. And I like those on audiobook. And I've just been, I've had to get it from Libby three times now because like it's super long and I just don't finish it before it runs out. Oh, okay. But I finished it on my walk in today. So I'm, I'm all good. I loved it. I love David Sedaris. Uh, The other book I read is one that I got for Christmas uh, from my friend Sarah Jacoby called Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead. Whoa. Uh, Yeah. By Olga Tokazuk. It's a mystery, and it's sort of set in this little Polish village, and it's about this woman who looks over people's vacation homes, and then these murders start popping up. And it's a little... She's very into astrology, and there's it's sort of there's a trippiness to the book. It was weird. It was a weird read, but I, yeah. I did like it. Right. It was one that I finished and had to sort of think about and be like, did I like that? <laughs> yes, I think so. So, so was it like a mystery where it it all ended in a you know nice climax at the end? Or it did, yeah, yeah. And I I wasn't. It did a good job of kind of layering in like here are some other people, and maybe it has something to do with this. And it was sort of like every time you felt like you had it figured out a new bit of information would come and you'd be like, well, no, that doesn't fit. (laughs) So it was one that I really did have to kind of think back on and be like, yeah, okay, I see it. I see it. But unusual. It was an unusual book. Uh, I'm currently reading one called A Beautiful Friendship by David Weber. It's sci-fi. I've read some of his stuff before. Uh, Honor Harrington is his series. Have you heard of that? It's it's sci-fi. It's kind of like military sci-fi. It's based on like the old Horatio Hornblower kind of stories, but adapted for space a friend of mine was way into this series and when he moved he was like i don't want these books anymore so he gave them all to me so i would just been like over the years kind of reading through them interesting it's good Uh, and i'm listening to act like you got some sense by jamie fox that's an audiobook that's like once i finished david sedaris i got this jamie fox book so good so far okay is that is that the one we have uh hard copy we do yeah okay yeah yeah i was gonna read it but um i kind of jumped into the march series so, yeah but i'm gonna definitely i actually out. started it earlier in the year and then ran out of time and so i had to just get it again so i'm kind of picking it back up but is it funny uh, it is funny and i feel like i just his delivery of the stuff is so funny that i i don't know i'm not sure if it would be as fun just to read it because like right. jamie fox actually reads the, oh, really? the audiobook oh, so okay. like that's cool then. you know yeah it's pretty cool check that out then. yeah yeah are you watching anything good recently um, I have, what was, oh, I've been watching this series called, uh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, and on um, Apple, right? Yeah, on Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, it was, uh, I, it's sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and it just got like this kind of horror twist to it. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't expect the horror twist. Uh, I thought it was just going to be like this really straight deep up sci-fi, sci-fi okay. story. Yeah. Uh, but it got like this really, uh, this thriller and kind of horror thing okay. to it. Um, uh, but I, I like it. It's, it's interesting. They mm-hmm. just started a season two, uh, so the, maybe the first three episodes okay. of season two is out. Um, so I'm gonna definitely uh, keep keep uh, checking okay. it out. It's, it's pretty good. We've been trying to watch through Apple's uh, Foundation series based on the Isaac Asimov stuff. I, I started that. It's that's the space one, right? It is. Yeah. It's it's heavy. I don't know. I, it's a little confusing. Like we've, yeah, I've that, only watched... I think that's what kind of threw me off a little bit yeah my wife and i yeah my <laughs> wife and i watched the first episode and we were kind of like mm, yeah. you know and then 
watched the second one and was a little bit more intrigued at the second one. So we're we're doing that, and then we just started one called um, After Party. That's also on Apple. Have you okay, seen that? Yeah, yeah, I heard of it. It's heard that's it. a pretty good mystery, and it's also pretty funny. So okay. liking both of those things at the moment. I haven't seen any good movies in a while. I haven't been out to the theater in a while. Okay. I, I, and I can't just really think of the Matrix. Oh, the new one, the new Matrix. Oh, okay. And I loved it. Yeah, I, did I'm you? A, I'm a hardcore Matrix fan, okay. so I don't think. It it could have been where I didn't like it, but okay. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was a little uh, just intense that they literally, and I don't want to get nothing too much yeah, away yeah. if somebody didn't see it, but they kind of started the story all over again. I see. You know, uh-huh. So that part was a little bit, okay. it was almost like, what was the point of those right. three <laughs> right. movies if we started all over? But, right. but it was really good. Okay. Yeah, all right. That. Yeah, I was kind of skeptical about it. Uh, my wife, loves the first matrix movie like just love love loves it and i like it quite a bit but i when i first saw it it was like on a tiny little tv on vhs at my friend's house which is not the ideal (laughs) way to watch the matrix (laughs) they realized it was that old well it's what like 99 2000 yeah maybe yeah Yeah. it's it's been a while so Uh, so i watched that and i think i actually saw the other sequels in theaters so i like it but i'm not like the matrix you know what i mean okay yeah i'm hardcore Matrix. Uh, are you okay Yeah. yeah that makes sense that makes sense. Well, I mean, a lot of the, the Bruce Lee stuff is in that as well. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly they're pulling from Bruce Lee there. I'm a sci-fi guy yeah. plus a uh, kung fu Checking guy, a lot of boxes. So that's just, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all. For in. sure. All in. For sure. Yeah, I do. I mean, I assume I, I'll see it eventually. I'd like to. There's a bunch of stuff coming out that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. So I miss going to movies. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I do too. Uh, I think it is pre- I think it's very convenient and interesting you know how they doing it now, yeah. where you can kind of order the movie on, but I, it it doesn't have that same. Feel, no, it really know, doesn't. As, yeah, there's you know, certain things where it's just like, and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you need things it. Getting a little too convenient. Huh? You need the you need the full experience. <laughs> yeah. you need full experience. Uh, well, this episode is is dropping on Valentine's Day. Uh, are there any? Are you? Do you like rom coms? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, any definitely. that are like old favorites for you? Um, what's what comes to mind? You didn't know um, I was going to ask you about rom coms, did I, you? I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I will probably say the last thing that I think I watched, uh, if this would be fit in that category, was think think like a man. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it was like one Mel Gibson one was like think like a woman back yeah. in the day, and and then they what men them. want, what men want, isn't that what it's called? The what, Mel Gibson what, one was what women want. What women want? Yeah. Okay. That's You're talking. Is that right. Tracy Morgan and um the new one? Yeah. What is her name? Uh, uh, Taraji. There you P. go. Taraji P. Henson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's that's. I, I think that's like the last one I watched. That counts. Was yeah, it funny? Counts. Yeah. It was really funny. Okay. Yeah. It was really All funny. Right. Well, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at for book news here. I thought maybe I'd take a look at this list from Book Riot called uh, New Romance Novels in 2022. So instead of New York Times, I'm going to tell our listeners about some uh, rom-coms and book forms coming up here. Sweet. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. This list was originally published in Book Riot on February 8th. Uh, Michelle Rigaldo is the author there. And we'll pop this up on Twitter so you can see the whole list. But first here is Yinka, Where's Your Husband? by Lizzie Damiola Blackburn. In Blackburn's witty and feel-good novel, Yinka is a 30-something British Nigerian woman who has a successful career and great friends, but is constantly fielding only one question from her Nigerian mother and aunts. Where is your husband? Uh, next, we have Ramon and Julieta by Alana Quintana Albertson. Albertson puts a modern and fresh take on Romeo and Juliet in this novel about two people who meet and instantly hit it off during a Day of the Dead party. How do you feel about Shakespeare? Um, kind of spacey, but, yeah. I, you know, I, I like the storyline. Um, yeah. A little tragic, but, yeah. you know, 
every time I try and get into one of the plays or the movies, it, it just it's yeah, hard for me to really get I, into it. I but. can admit that I'm not a big Shakespeare fan. Uh, I remember when the Romeo and Juliet, like the Baz Luhrmann with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, that okay. came out when I was in high school. We were all yeah. like, oh, we have to go see Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> right. yeah, you just, it's so that like so cliche. Cool. You just hear about it. It is, yeah. Like, you know. You know, I've heard only good things about, I think it's on Apple, actually, speaking of Apple, the Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Macbeth, which is okay, out now. Yeah. I do kind of want to see that yeah. just because I like those actors. But right. yeah, I'm not a huge Shakespeare fan. Uh, One Night on the Island by Josie Silver. As she approaches her 30th birthday, Cleo Wilde decides to book a solo trip to a small Irish island in hopes of finding the next right step for her career. She's less than thrilled when she learns she has to share her remote one-room cabin with Max Sullivan, who is traveling to Ireland from the States in an attempt to trace his roots. I bet they're going to fall in love. Mm. <laughs> I'm So Not Over You by Kasoko Jackson. When Keon Andrews gets an urgent text from his ex-boyfriend Hudson after months of no communication, he thinks maybe he'll get an apology. Instead, Hudson asks him for a favor. Pretend to be his boyfriend while his parents are in town. Ooh. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, you think you're going for a reconciliation, <laughs> yeah, but not oh, so much. Man. Not so much. Uh, Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Alexis comes from a long line of surgeons and loves her job as an emergency room doctor in a major city. But her world gets turned upside down when she visits a small town and falls in love with Daniel, a carpenter who's 10 years younger than her. Mm. Have you ever dated someone significantly younger or older than you? Um, Five years, maybe. Okay, yeah. that's something. Yeah. Different pop culture references. <laughs> Surprisingly, it was uh, she was younger than I was. Okay, but for some reason, she was just very knowledgeable. Uh, so okay. I kind of felt like we was the same. Yeah, age, yeah. You know? All right. So, yeah. Book lovers by Emily Henry. Though Nora Stevens' life is all about books, she's never considered herself the heroine type. Still, she reluctantly agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, for a month at the request of her sister Libby, who dreams of a small town transformation for Nora. But instead of joining her getaway, Nora finds herself continuously thrown together with Charlie, a bookish editor from the city whom she's never exactly gotten along with. Hey, I bet they're going to fall in love also. Yeah. That's, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Husband material by Alexis Hall. In this highly anticipated romantic sequel to Boyfriend Material, Luke and Oliver are happily together. But it, oh, Spoiler alert for Boyfriend Material. <laughs> but it feels like everyone around them is getting married. As Luke faces mounting pressure to propose, he and Oliver must navigate four weddings and a funeral, contemplating their future along the way. Last one on the list here. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Aquaik Amazi. Five years after the accident that killed the love of her life, Faye is slowly starting to move on. Uh, an artist, Faye has opened her own studio, moved into her new apartment with her best friend, and started easing back into the dating scene. As she finds new romance, she struggles to navigate the grief of her past while also learning to embrace her future. Oh, and it looks like this is already being adapted into uh, a movie. So oh, okay. that's coming out. Anyway, that list again is on Book Riot, and we'll pop it over on Twitter. All right, so let's uh, let's get into our topic for today, and that is the uh, primarily the the new Run series by John Lewis. But we're going to yes. talk a little bit about March as well. Author spotlight. these on your radar had you read these before we started talking about this i actually did read the book one of march okay we had a whole bunch of copies in the children's section we did yeah so i just seen it kind of laying around a lot mm -hmm. um and I, and I actually picked up one and started reading it 
I'm really not um, too much into graphic novels. I wondered about that. But at the same time, these books, um, I, I do have a little interest in yeah. them. Um, these books really uh, kind of opened me up to, you know, maybe checking out some more graphics. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Well, they're they're really well done. And I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they, just by being graphic novels, they're going to reach a different audience. Right. You know, I right. mean, John Lewis has an autobiography that's out there. And I, I mean, I don't know that the same people who, who would sit down and read these would sit down and read a thick tome of an autobiography, right. you know. Right. So definitely targeted towards uh, young adults. Um, I think the main, um, you know, the main focus of these books is kind of to awaken the youth, um, yeah. you know, about these subjects and, yeah. and, and stuff like that, kind of get them to grab the torch. For sure. And especially in March, I mean, you see it, we, we get a very young John Lewis and of course, you know, progressively aging through the first three, right. but you see, I mean, these are just students. These are just like young kids who oh, are yeah. That's amazing marching into a very divisive and dangerous situation. I mean, they're putting themselves at great risk, even though they themselves aren't being violent, they are opening themselves up to potential violence you know what i mean brave like, kids really brave. for sure i feel like nowadays kids would be like you know i'm i'm too young for this yeah i can't i can't carry this but uh i think uh back in the you know 50s 60s 20s yeah um i think you, you know you was young adults was was really yeah. more you know in tune to, to grow up quick you know well sometimes i i think that that's just true of of youth in general i mean the older generations are kind of used to the way things are and you right. have newer kids coming up being like well why like <laughs> why why is this way like why are you okay accepting this you know and i right. think because of that it it spurs on to action maybe a little bit more but i i think the books are just really well done yeah they um are. the third book in the series is probably the de the most dense of the three and it does tend to get a little bit bogged down with so many facts right. but I think you walk away from reading these books having a much deeper understanding of of that time in history. Oh, yeah. yes. You know, I think so much of it is just kind of like, you know, the civil rights in the 60s. And that's maybe the extent of what people right. know. You know, they know right. the general time frame. They know Martin Luther King, right. you know, and they know kind of the, the way it was about racial equality. And that's maybe the extent. Right. And so I think think something like this that can reach people at a different level, reach people maybe at a younger age, and also just present the information in a much right. more personal way. You know, I think because you're you're seeing visual representations of not only the people but the circumstances around them, you're really I think you get a lot more emotion out of you these do. graphic novels. You do. It's very informative. Um, like you said, you know that book three is pretty dense. Yeah. Uh, so it's very informative, but. Uh, I think it's more engaging because, like yeah. you said, you get that visual stimulation. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's one thing I noticed when I was reading the books, um, just kind of looking at some of the pictures. Yeah. I, I really felt more engaged with the story. Oh, for sure. You know, so. Yeah. And their drawings was really good. too. They so. are. They're they're simplistic, but they're also pretty. They're expressive. I right, mean, you really right. see. I mean, you see the anguish. You see the joy when something good happens. Right. I mean, that really comes through. Really limited color palette. They're just kind of shades of blues and grays right. for the most part. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's such a, a level of um, just realness to it yeah. also because uh, sometimes it, it's kind of subject matter that you would be like, you know, that kind of seems a little, you know, intense. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just really real. It really speaks to um, what was going on and, and how people, 
uh, really express themselves yeah. uh, back then with yeah. everything that was taking place. Well, it's just it's just amazing, and I think also reading it in the lens of the last couple of years we lived through, you could still draw a lot of unfortunate oh, parallels. Man, that, you know what I, I mean? I know that that part kind of hurts a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean when we get into mar- run a little bit more, there's a lot there's a lot of parallels that I could feel there, but I think. I mean, the, the primary focus of the March trilogy is really an end to, to segregation, right? I mean, right. Uh, institutionalized segregation, I guess I should say, you know, desegregating schools and all that. I mean, that's that's the primary focus there. And it's hard. I mean, you, when you're reading it from a modern lens and you're looking at that, it's it's really hard to understand how that was a thing, you know, right. how it was just right. like, no, 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 you get your own schools and you get your own schools and you get your own drinking fountains and you get your own drinking fountains. Right. It's just so, it's just so dehumanizing and, and hard to accept I, just how recently it was, you know, right. like the 1960s is not that long ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it is, it's a, it's a pretty brutal story. And I think, you know, the book kind of culminates in, in a success, right? I mean, the the, right. the original trilogy is sort of like, yes, this big thing finally happened and we got it. Right. And I don't, I wouldn't say it's a happy ending, but it's kind of an empowering and maybe an uplifting ending that Definitely. that Definitely. this this thing happened. So moving into Run, I appreciate that they're that they're continuing the story, right. yes, you know, definitely. because you, <laughs> as much as it would be nice to say, hey, racism ended in in the sixties, you know. Right. It obviously didn't. And and even though there was that one victory, that's like a series of steps that needed to be taken. And so to see the story continue on and to run, I thought was really interesting. Oh, what, yes. what was your what was your take on run? I think it was really uh, intelligent to start run as basically as a continuation of yeah. of March. So it's basically like picking up right after March. What happened after that? Yeah. You know, because we kind of get these stories and we just. We, you know, we get, uh, you know, it was this thing happened and this was the result. Um, and run is more of a, you know, it, it's not just black and white. It's kind of like, yeah, this this is what happens to continue. Yeah. Continue to fight. And I thought it was ironic that, um, you know, this was something he was working. Uh, John yeah. Lewis was working on right before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually got the finished run. Yeah. So to start that off, um, I thought that was really amazing. Uh, yeah. I appreciated the the nuance of run like you're saying it's it's not just a simple like black and white issue it right. there there's all sorts of these complex feelings and emotions and and different approaches right. and one thing that Kate and I were talking in in the last episode about the children's book that that won um uh, on the Tulsa race riots and we were talking about like how crazy it is to not have known that history right. you know right. And I feel a little bit like that about the about even the civil rights movement, you know, just like just, you know, being a little white kid in Michigan learning about the civil rights movement. I I really got only broad strokes, you know, it was just sort of like black people fighting for equality and then they won. You know, I mean, that's kind of the story that you're given. (laughs) You know what I mean? Believe it or not, you know, uh, being African-American myself, that was the story. Um, that I was given, yeah. even having that's interesting. Know, it, it is very interesting. My, you know, my mother was born in '59. Yeah, and my grandpa was probably born in you know the '20s. Um, but you know, I never really, they never really educated me too okay. much on. You know, it was small conversations. Yeah. But um, I I'd never had an extensive um, 
um, like storytelling or, or of what happened or, yeah. you know, how, you know, how things was. So, yeah. you know, all I really learned is what we learned in school. Yeah. Probably just like you. Which you is, know? which is very watered you know, down. Exactly. And, it, <laughs> and it, it doesn't really, again, at least in my experience of learning about this, it, it didn't have a lot of nuance and it's kind of presented in a way that like all black people at this time felt the same way about the civil rights movements. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciated about run is that even within the the student oh, league yeah. that that John Lewis is is the head of here even within that there's this great schism of like how they approach this yes. what what they felt like what the people involved felt like was the right way like you know the whole the nonviolence approach but trying to have a little bit more of like an empowering message right. and so i think to see that presented in this graphic novel was kind of a new thought for me right. you know what i mean oh, just yeah. just to really see to see even within the black community at that time, even people in the same organizations having these vastly different opinions and approaches. Definitely. It was like all these different little sets. Yeah. Um, almost like, you know, politics today, you know, is, is Democratic Party, but then inside the party is all these, yeah. you know, different sure. kind of, you know, organi uh, sets. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was, it was like that. And that's something you really... Um, you you really don't hear unless you know you kind of really unless you're digging in, into yeah. It. yeah, yeah. But I think this book um, run really kind of brought a light to that. Yeah, um, I definitely uh, got got a lot of that. Yeah, when I was reading. Yeah. yeah, I just think there's a big danger in painting people or events with a broad brush. Just yeah. just kind of saying this was the general experience. This is how people felt. This is how it was resolved. Is kind of. I don't know, it makes it sort of easier to accept and move on rather right. than like forcing you to really think about all the different things that were going on. And this is, uh, I mean, again, obviously a very rough topic that, that we're yes. talking about here because oh, yes. this this brings in a more heavy uh, presence of the Ku Klux Klan. Right. You know, it's, it's getting into politics of things like how black soldiers were treated and things like Vietnam. Right. It's just pulling things from so many different uh, issues that like... Of course those existed, but I just don't really feel like I've been presented with that thought before, right, you know? Right, definitely. So that was the thing that kept striking me, like, as I read it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Was there something particular in here that you really responded to or felt like, you know, you, you could see parallels today? Something in it that kind of, you read it and hit you and made you kind of take pause? Um, You know, honestly, um, uh, uh, most of it did. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I feel like, I try not to engulf myself in the news as sure. you know to to the point where it's just like <laughs> you just got all this all this you know negativity in yeah. your mind um but just from the things that I do pay attention to um a lot of the things that I'm hearing about that's going on in in our day and time now as far as um suppression uh yeah, of voters for sure and um and stuff I think that kind of stuck out a little yeah. more than anything just because Knowing, um, you know, the main legislation that they was pushing for then, um, I think in 65, yeah. was the, the, the right to vote. Yeah. Um, and so just to hear that, you know, a lot of things is going on today in 2022 yeah. Absolutely. as far as voter suppression um, and then everything, you know, that, that happened with this last presidency. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of it's hurtful to even uh, see that we're still <laughs> um, just still going through these things. Uh, 
in the way that we are going through them. I, I feel like we should be so much further. I agree. Know? I absolutely agree. And the, and the voter thing was, was what really stood out to me yeah, because definitely. the premise here, and like you're saying, I mean, it's, it's prevalent today, was sort of like, yeah, you can vote. We're not going to make it easy for you. Right. You know what I mean? I, I th- just think that mindset to to discourage voting. And, and here, I mean, obviously in run, things are happening that are just straight up illegal. But right. I think the danger even today is working within the law. You can still make it challenging. Oh, yes. For people yes. to vote. And we see that yes. all the time, whether it's redistricting or just taking away the ease of doing it. So if you don't have a flexible job, you can't vote. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, right. If you're in a place that has long lines and you've got a 15 minute break or even an hour lunch break or whatever, and you can't get through it, then that's it. Right. You know what I mean? But the people who have flexibility or, you know, jobs that allow that, you can. And that, you know, again, based on (laughs) society and the way things tend to go, laws like that, that that restrict access, restrict, you know, mail-in voting, restrict times at polls, restrict polling places, do tend to affect minority cultures more right you know right. i mean that's just a fact right. and so it, it's hard to read something like this that's chronicling something before we were even born right that has so many direct parallels today right. yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so it's uh, it's pretty hard to read this and avoid those comparisons but you know again i i feel like the the success of this book is 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 pointing out that you know, I mean, there really isn't a clear finish line to this kind of thing. Right. You know, right. I mean, I think you have people who say, like, well, slavery was abolished in 1863. You know, there you go. Lincoln did it. Done. <laughs> right. You know, and I think the same temptation is true of, like, the civil rights movement already happened. You know, Lyndon Johnson passed the civil rights bill. Like, it's we did it, you know. Right. And I think this book just drives home that, like, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? The goal oh, yeah. keeps moving because society keeps changing. you got to keep moving and fighting and pushing right. towards that sort of thing. Right. So I, I, a really powerful read overall. Yeah, I, I was uh, listening to, um, so it was John Lewis and uh, I think Andrew Aiden. I'm not sure if that's the, the guy that kind of co-wrote it with yeah, him. Yeah, yep, that's a good uh, But he was, uh, I was watching an interview by him and he was Oh, you did? Saying, okay. He, yeah, he was saying something about, you know, what does run mean? Like, why did they name it run? Yeah. And he was like, well, basically, you know, the March series is kind of uh, self-explanatory. Yeah. It was about the marches and everything. Right. And the run was like, you know, what do you do after mm-hmm. the marches? And uh, John Lewis was basically like, y- you run. You, you, you run for office. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a part of politics and you have to kind of stay involved. Yeah. To, like you said, to kind of make sure these things are, are, yeah. are being enforced and, mm-hmm. you know, that you have some kind of representation. Yeah. And uh, that's what John Lewis dedicated his whole life to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I hope they're continuing the series. I haven't. I mean, this is clearly called Run Book One. So right, I, I think. I don't know how the, uh, far. Because I, I know that, um, you know, in reading about this, John Lewis, they, they had essentially finished everything before he passed away. Like, right. he, you know, he saw the illustrations and, and it, things were pretty much locked in. Um, but I don't know how far they got you know right beyond far, this so yeah. as far as like his input on these stories um you know losing him is is going to impact the telling of these stories because right. obviously i mean he was there he lived right. it but i kept wanting to like when different characters like some of the characters who were running for office in this or his john lewis is i mean nemesis is probably a strong word right but, <laughs> but the but the guy who kind of 
takes charge of the SNCC, the Student right. Nonviolent Coordinating right. Committee, whose name I cannot remember right now. Do you remember? Um, I, I I don't. Okay, uh, but I, I I know who you who you're referring yeah. to. Um, uh, so you know. He, I guess there was kind of this this thing where um, there was kind of a power struggle there. Yeah. Um, John Lewis um, kind of being uh, like the face of the organization. Yeah. Um, but from my understanding, um, you know, that guy was uh, more in charge of the finances and everything. Yeah. So, you know, um, it was a lot of, you know, tugging yeah. back and forth right. when it came to, you know, making decisions and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess John Lewis uh, really felt uh you know a lot of hurt um with that relationship you know yeah well because i mean he he obviously you know was kind of the face of this and pushed this so far and then when they kind of got over that hurdle you know it seems like there was a sense of like well we need a different kind of leadership now right and whether that's true or not that would that would certainly be a hurtful thing but Mm. i found myself like wanting to know what happened but right. not wanting to just like look up the history of it because i didn't <laughs> want it to spoil book two right, right. <laughs> definitely <laughs> i mean from what we can see um i i think he only served for three john lewis only served for three years as a chair, um, of, that chair of that committee yeah I think so, you're right. um but th- this is the kind of thing i i, I see a lot um uh, with the civil rights movement, yeah. um, you know, just a, a lot of infighting mm-hmm. um, amongst the leadership. And, yeah. and that, uh, I think that stunted uh, a lot of growth also. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's just something that, um, is not needed, you mm. know, mm-hmm. the, working together and, and the camaraderie is always going to be more productive than, yeah. you know, than fighting amongst each other. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was really interesting to see in this the like just the ever changing landscape, you know, and it it did sort of feel like once they kind of got over the initial hurdles, the approach had to change and be different. And it's almost like, you know, the the people involved weren't quite ready for that that change, because how could you be like, how how do you know what comes next? How do you know what you need to do? And, you know, I think we have the lens of history to kind of look back and, and wish maybe you could go back and be like, oh, try this. You know what I mean? Right. Just, just sort of like <laughs> nudge it in, in, in different directions right. here and there. Not to mention these, these these they were really young at the time. For sure. Just um, doing so unprecedented things. Yeah, so just, intelligent. I yeah. think John, like the March on Washington, yeah. um, from my understanding, John Lewis was the youngest speaker. Yeah, that's there, true. Yep. You know, You're so. Right. You know, just to, even even with Martin Luther King is how young he was. Sometimes I, you know, I think, you know, when I was their age, what was my mindset and what was <laughs> I doing with myself? And it's like, my goodness, yeah, these people were just extraordinary yeah. human beings. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating history, and and again, I'm I'm glad that we're I'm glad we're getting it in this way because yes. I think this is so so much fun. Yeah, it fun. is. I mean, fun. I think you said early on that it that it has a lot of appeal to young readers and I think that's so true and I think that's so important because right. you know the people who I mean the people who really need to know about this are the people who are going to like kind of lead us into the future right you know right. what I mean so to have young readers reading this you know when when they're in high school or, or you know younger it doesn't matter when you read it but I mean having people reading it that early I think just it kind of maybe they'll see the trends that we're right. seeing now you know maybe right reading this will kind of open their eyes to like the things we're seeing are not new problems. So we need new solutions. You know what I mean? So definitely. And and I feel like even with these graphic novels, I feel like it is really, um, you know, intense subject matter. But at the same time, I feel like these are books that 
you know, my son is three right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, when he turned five and he's in first grade or whatever, I feel like I could read these books to him to kind of educate him and just kind of start him off early mm-hmm. to understand, you know, mm-hmm. you know what's going on. And I think these books really do open up, you know, that possibility for parents to kind of introduce kids to you know this kind yeah. of stuff no i i think absolutely absolutely graphic novels can be really powerful yeah, the in pictures that way. and you know it, it helps them understand a little bit yeah more. well i mean because there's serious history that's the thing right. you know what i mean it's, it, it's facts it's you're <laughs> not you're not glossing over big things here you know mm-hmm. i'm sure there's simplification here and there but we're not like dumbing down the story all of these things that happen presented in in a really kind of approachable way right and it can be a, a hard subject to get into you oh, yeah, I mean? definitely. And so I think something like this, like reading, reading March and then reading Run, I think will encourage readers to want to go and pick up, you know, maybe more scholarly or, or deeper kind of, uh, you know, looks at this time. So right. I, I think, you know, only good can come from that. I don't know. Any final thoughts, final takeaways from from reading these? Um, I, again, I, I think it's uh, it's a lot of really good information. Um you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a really uh, serious subject, mm-hmm. but these books really bring um, a lot of color, a lot of visuals. Yeah. Um, it, they really open up your imagination, and the story is a lot easier to understand yeah. when you kind of get in that visual stimulation. For sure. Um, it's not an overload of information because it's a graphic novel, so it's, you know, just little bits and pieces at a time. Yeah. Uh, so it's really easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, how do you think if you would have had something like this when you were in high school, like reading something like this, do you think that would have changed your your perspective or your approach? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think like definitely. how it would have impacted See, and, me differently. And that's why I even brought up that whole, you know, thing about, you know, reading it to your children, because I remember being uh, maybe in second or third grade and the teacher reading Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was no picture. It was maybe like two pictures in that book. Yeah. Uh, but we were so engulfed in the <laughs> right. story, right? Yeah. So I'm imagining if if you using these books doing that same story time yeah. with all the pictures and you know with the subject matter yeah. you know that would have really opened my eyes up to you know just what was going on in yeah. the country you know cuz a lot of this stuff we kind of just learn as we growing up and you know maybe we might face some of these things in our personal life so yeah. um, I think it definitely would have been very uh, it would have put me uh, right in front of what was to come yeah yeah, I mean, I'm just, again, thinking about my own experience in, in high school and even younger. And there was, you know, racism was pretty prevalent right. in that area. You know, it was, I, it, I heard a lot of racist things and, and it was kind of a big part. And, and me sort of figuring out for myself, like, why that was and, you know, just what is going on and why, right. these, why people are thinking this way, what these thoughts are, is something that, like, I think more like as an adult looking back on it. I'm able to kind of like parse and be like, man, <laughs> right. that's awful. You know, like yeah. that's, that's terrible. Like why? And so I feel like having something like this that I would have read and, and related to, you know, as, as a, a young teenager, I don't know. I think it would have been really helpful for me to kind Definitely. of put together things I'm seeing and hearing and, and kind of understand, you know, the history of it and where it's coming from. So I'm, I'm glad it's here now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a great read um, for young people and for and for older people too, for sure you know yeah it, it definitely i mean uh, you're older than me so i'll take your word i'll take your word on it <laughs> yeah, de- <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's very broad so yeah. you know yeah, yeah for sure well again the the books are march volume one two and three fun fact march volume three is the only graphic novel ever 
to win a National Book Award. I did hear that. Ever. I did hear that. So that's, that's, that's pretty great. Yeah, that, that really is. But we have all three volumes of March. Yes. Run just came out, I want to say, late in 2021, yes. I believe. Yeah, this, is um, the, this was cause at, right after his death in yeah. 2020. Yep. So, yeah. But we've got them all here in the collection, so if you yes. haven't read them before, perfect time to come in. I think we still have some giveaways of March Volume 1, too. So yeah, yeah we do. Stop in, uh, stop in and ask about that. But anyway, the books, March and Run. Uh, and they're available right here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, we currently have our Lincoln collection up, so that's on oh, display in the okay. exhibition room. Uh, book clubs continuing here at the library. Uh, as we mentioned, the uh, subscription services are up, so if you want to get in on that, you can just let us know at the front desk or send us an email at wellsville.stls.org. Uh, anything else coming up you're looking forward to, book or movie-wise, Malik? Um, well, Poetry Month will be coming up in April. That's right. Uh, that's, you know, that's my little thing. So yes. I love poetry. I've been, you know, doing some writing yeah. and uh, okay. I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah. 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 You can hear Malik's original poetry right here in the feed. Pop back to last year. We've got it there. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to pick some poetry to read together in April. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Love, definitely looking forward to it. All right. Well, Malik, always good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, always. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you.